In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the owners grouping. senses and challenge your beliefs a world where science and religion clash or do they you will meet real people and hear real stories but you will not believe you will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds but you will not believe this is the new england ghost project welcome to the Welcome to another fine edition of Ghost Chronicles Live on Toginet. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsing. And with me, my co-host, psychic investigator for the New England Ghost Project, the Queen of Pain, Maureen Wood. Maureen? Okay, maybe not. All right, good way to start the show. Anyways, um... Hey... Hey, what's up? What's up with you? Hey, I introduced you. You weren't there. Oh, sorry. I was looking for the phone number. I was trying. I had a trouble trouble dialing it. Yeah, what, fat fingers. <laughs> Pretty much. So, how you been? Like, I haven't seen you for a long while. Oh, yeah, like what? Maybe two hours. <laughs> <laughs> As most of you know, Maureen and I have a book coming out in September of this year, and uh, we're working our little fingers to the bone. Yes. You think? Yes, I think uh, we are, have more together time than we get to with our family, but... Uh, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> right now I'm thinking divorce. <laughs> uh, yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> We're working towards maybe not doing that. <laughs> what, from each other? Uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, it's going on well. You know what the funny part about it is? Is we're writing this book. And we're going through some of the adventures that we're, we're uh, doing, right? Or did, I guess, actually. And uh, it's kind of really scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm saying, wow, did we do that? Wow. Right. I, I, I'm really uh, amazed. It just... Right. Revisiting a lot of those, um, it's interesting. But at least you know that you're really getting into your work when you're writing them. And, you know, the, the little hairs up and start standing up on your arms and, you know, you're getting all teary-eyed, and I'm thinking, oh, boy, I'm really getting into this, and that's a scary thought because, yeah, you're right. You know, you, you forget. You have that distance from it, so you tend to forget about it until you, until you start writing about it. Right. You know, it's, it, we're out there doing it. It's like a job. You know, you just don't really think about it at the time. Oh, it's not a job. It's just an adventure. Oh, that's cool. Can I use that? Yeah, I think someone else is. Yeah, you think? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's... it's Really interesting. I, I, like I said, when I go back, I'm just, just simply amazes me. I mean, some of those. I mean, I'm not a real, real big book reader, as you know. No. <laughs> but I, I, I read our chapters over again, and it's like, oh, this is cool. You know, it's like, oh. But anyways, I didn't mean to press the uh, the book thing. That's all right, because <laughs> that's what we'll, you know, more often than not, we will be doing that. But it, it's 
like I said, I'm really, really surprised. Uh, it's amazing. Anyways, uh, we actually have this thing that somebody contacted me, and it's a photo contest. We have a what? Photo contest. Really? Yeah. Well, I don't really have it, but somebody somebody is running it. And, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, let me see if I can pull a, the information up on this. Uh, you can basically they're looking for historic haunted ghostly photos. So if you've got a photo that's really you know freaky, and you can enter it, and I guess they have a first and second third prize for this uh, photo thing. Hmm. That sounds kind of fun. Yeah, I think it is. And uh, the deadline, oh, is pretty close, though. It's March 1st. Oh, okay. And uh, the contact information, uh, the website is, site is www.historichaunts.4t.com. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Historichaunts.4t.com. Huh. Are you going to put it on the website, or...? Uh, oh, well, the know. thing is, is you don't really have a lot of time because it's only one one month, right, really? Yeah. Uh, you know, I could probably put it up on MySpace, as you know. Uh, yeah. Um, we do have MySpace on our, our Facebook. Woohoo! <laughs> I know. Uh, so, anyways, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of neat. Anyways, you can send your photos to historichaunts at yahoo.com. That's a little bit easier. Uh, right. Historic. Haunts at yahoo.com. So they're having a little ghost picture contest. So if you get a ghosty picture, you know, send it out. Mm-hmm. You? Do I? Yeah. Um, you know, we've done had many pictures over the years, but, I mean, I think we do have a lot of them. But personally, do I have one myself? No, because I'm actually uh, busy all the time. Dizzy, you said? Walking around with the pendulum, walking around with the crystals. It's not that I don't do it, but we have so many great people that are doing it. It's kind of like, you know, I, I'm lazy. Put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, funny, we were working on one of the chapters today, and we were talking about that. Uh, uh, I actually gave you a camera one time with infrared film on it. And oh, I was no, horrendous. Yeah, so it's, it's I mean, funny. I could take great pictures. Don't get me wrong. I love taking pictures, right? But... You know, I think because I'm so busy feeling the energy, you think I would just snap the pictures, but I didn't do a good job. No, I was really surprised. It kind of like <laughs> so, but the, you know, but then again, I think just like anything else, you know, yeah. you, you have to just start doing it and get into it, and then the more you do, the intention they're probably saying, "Maureen, put down the camera." That's not what you're doing. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like you know, I, I don't know. I can't tell you. All I know is that um, I don't know. I tried it that one night, and it really didn't go well for me. It was funny, yeah. I yeah, you were like, "Oh, you have no pictures, psychic person." Well, you know what's even what? Well, you know what's really funnier is that you know I made there we go I made double copies of everything. So infrared film, if whether you know it or not, is not cheap. <laughs> right, I, I I understand. <laughs> so you talk about a waste of film. Thanks for what? <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. But anyways, can you be uh, still for like four minutes? Huh? Is, that, is that possible for you to be quiet for four minutes? Who, me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the thing is, you know the election's coming up. Oh, God, I can't now. What? I don't know. Go ahead. 
Well, you know, the, no, I should say the election's all over, but the uh, inauguration's coming The inauguration, up. right. Well, there's this whole thing about the hotel that Obama's staying in is haunted. Get out of town. No, so I'd, I'd like to play it, but it's about four minutes long. Do you think you can sit through that? I can. All I right. can if you can. I'm going to try this thing. Uh, you know, um, it's going to go through my microphone, so hopefully it'll be fine. Uh, we'll find out shortly. Okie dokie. That works really well, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Four minutes hey, already? Minute, yeah. I come out working. I don't know. Crap. Maybe we have to reboot it. Oh, man. It's this, this whole thing, it, it was kind of neat. My son actually sent it to me. It's from uh, Fox News. Yeah. And... It's very low, Ron. Legend has it that Hay Adams Hotel, where he and his family are staying, is haunted by the ghost of Marion Cooper Adams. Marion was married to Henry Adams, Henry, a descendant of President John Adams, uh, and she is alleged to haunt this hotel where she committed suicide many moons ago. For more now, we are joined uh, by presidential historian Doug Weed, uh, and he is the author as well of... Well, if they would roll on it in the prompter, I could tell you. Hold on. There it is. The raising of a president, the mothers and fathers of our nation's leaders. Hi, Doug. How are you? Hey, great. All right. So I love this story. This is fascinating. The Hay Adams is a beautiful five-star hotel down in D.C. that lots of people stay at. Uh, I have never stayed there, but I've seen it many times. And now we learn that it may be haunted. The place where the president-elect is living right now may have a ghost. Well, what exactly was Marion Hooper Adams' problem? <laughs> Well, she went into a Great Depression. She committed suicide in 1885. But the story gets worse because on January the 15th, they're going to move out of the haunted hotel into the haunted Blair House. The Blair House is now 70,000 square feet. It's bigger than the White House mansion. It's eaten out all those other townhouses on that side of Lafayette Square, including the Decatur House. And that was the scene of the first greatest social event in American history, a wedding reception for Mariah Monroe. The morning after the reception, uh, Admiral Decatur was murdered, and a pall fell over the city, flags at half-mast, and people claim that they see <laughs> Admiral Decatur wandering Lafayette Park. Oh, my That's goodness. You got, Admiral Decatur, you got Admiral Decatur at Lafayette Park, and you got this uh, Marion Hooper Adams, uh, over at, they, call they call her Clover for short. I don't know why, but that was her nickname. Uh, at the Hay Adams. And the, the thing is, her house was on the grounds where the Hay Adams now stand. Now, what do the staff at the Hay Adams say they have seen with respect to uh, Clover's ghost? Well, they, they have fun with it, of course. But the, the reality is that most myth and legend is rooted in something. And in this case, uh, the Lincoln bedroom stories, uh, a lot of it originates with Abraham Lincoln's premonition of his own death, which is a fact of history. And he shared it with John Hay, and John Hay, his personal secretary, wrote about it in a book, and Lincoln's son, Robert Todd Lincoln, was infuriated. He thought it was too personal. He was embarrassed by his mother's interest in the paranormal. And yet, uh, again, in 1881, James Garfield had those premonitions, called on Robert Todd Lincoln to talk about it, and Robert Todd Lincoln was there, 
at the Sixth Street train station in Washington, D.C. when James Garfield was assassinated. So there's a lot of spooky things. There are some a lot. Of it's rooted in... You know, and they say, they, they say that this, that this ghost, uh, Clover, you know, she may be unhappy. Allegedly, she committed suicide. Some speculated that she was done in by her husband. Uh, it was suicide by cyanide. And, and supposedly, the staffers at the Hay Adams say that they have seen... This is what they've seen. They've reported someone unseen calling their name, the sensation of invisible arms around them, locked doors flying open, the scent of mimosa mysteriously filling the air. Uh, a tearful woman has been heard asking, what do you want? Now, if there were any truth to this whatsoever, Doug, do you think that the president-elect would be staying at the Hay Adams? Well, I'll tell you, I'm not a scientist. I'm just a historian. <laughs> but if I could get a ghost to sit still long enough, I'd interview them and try to find out. <laughs> you know, it's kind of fun to talk about. Who knows whether it's true or not, but they say... The good thing for the president-elect is this ghost, Clover, normally only comes out in early December, which is the anniversary of her death, so he should be okay. Doug? He should be okay. Thanks for being here. Well, Scott, thanks for having me. I'm afraid of ghost. Wow, that was interesting. Yeah, that's cool. Huh? So that, that is very interesting. I, I thought it was cool. Uh, let me give the credits before we get our asses to it or something. Uh, Kinesa was probably. Of course. Of course. Who, you, who you mean. Uh, we want to thank uh, somebody for that, if I can find it. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. Was that you say Fox credit? News? Was that good enough credit? credit? Was that Fox News? I don't know. You said Fox. Sounds like a Fox item, doesn't it? Certainly does. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, let me see if I can do this quickly, because our guest is on the line. We actually have a guest. Do you believe that? Anyways, uh, yeah, I got to find it. I'm gonna get so. Anyways, uh, that was kind of interesting. So, any predictions on the uh, president since 2000, uh, whatever? Who are you asking me? Yeah, who else is here? I'm thinking you don't want my predictions right now. Uh, what are you trying to tell me? Um, well, I, I, let's just play it by ear. I'd rather not say because I've told you off air, um, and really? I don't have a I don't have a good feeling. I mean, not that I'm saying anything. You don't have a warm fuzzy feeling, or you don't. Well, have a good I just feeling? think that there's going to be some rough times ahead. I really think that um, he's going to, you know, Obama's going to come out and he's going to really try to win people over. Uh -huh. But unfortunately, I think there are those who are trying to um, finish him quickly. Oh. Yeah, and I hope that that's not the case. I would never wish any harm on anyone, and um, I just don't have a good feeling. But let's hope that's not it, and let's hope, um, you know. Things things improve in, in the country, and then oh, absolutely, and that that's anyway, not the case. That was courtesy of uh, Fox News Channel, right? So there you go. Well, so everybody, let's think positive. Pardon me? I said, you know, let's try to put our intentions as a country to a more positive place, and maybe right, it'll let's put on a happy face. That's right. Maybe it'll bring positive uh, energy around us. Okay. So, anyways, uh, we have a very unusual guest now. It's a young lady. Okay. Okay. Who has a ghost hunting group mm -hmm. called Prayers. Called what? Prayers. P-R-A-Y-E-R-S. And without further ado, why don't we bring Jay Lopez on the line right now and mm -hmm. talk about her group called Prayers. And Very what good. Actually, the Prayers is the Iconorum for whatever the heck it is. Jay, you there? Yes, I am. Hey, how are you? I'm pretty good, and actually it's called an abbreviation, Ron. Whatever. Acronym, abbreviation, or yeah. 
I, I've I don't know. Those. I don't know. <laughs> so, so what is this you can never tell with Ron. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> but hey, how you doing? I'm pretty good, thanks. How are you? I'm very good. You know, I'm such a fan of yours, Maureen. Oh, thank you so I much. I think you are so wonderful. Oh, thanks. Yeah, she's the best. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. You would never heard that from his mouth today, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Not after what I heard from your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We had a rough morning. Uh, that sounds really bad. We had a rough morning. Oh, forget uh, that. Anyway, on to bigger and better talk. So, <laughs> so what does prayer stand for? Um, um, paranormal society. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> ah, fun of me, paranormal huh? research <laughs> and your everyday righteous society. So we have a kind of Christian twist to our team. Oh, very cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's is, very good know, and very creative too. A very isn't controversial that, isn't that kind subject. Of like a actually, actually moron. Sorry? An oxymoron, like, you mean? Yeah, that too. Not axi, oxy. Yeah. Um, why? Well, I mean, uh, most people, when they think about ghost hunters and spirit communication, uh, they think of, you know, evil and, and, and has, it's anti-Christian, uh, but yet you have that Christian spin on it. Absolutely. And, well, I mean, I guess that's kind of an ignorant take on it. I mean, that's the the truth, I guess. And, I mean... I can see where other people would come from, but at the same time, I mean, I'm not out there searching for demons, you know what I mean? Right. And uh, I don't know. It's just I I have to trust and um, believe in what I've seen and what I've experienced and what I've heard and what I've felt. And so, I don't know. It just just works for me. Right. And um, honestly, I I don't think people know enough about being individuals, I think that it's so important to have your own personal relationship with a higher power, God, um, so that you can let him guide you rather than be guided by the customs of the world. And um, so God has led me to do these things. This I, I know for a fact. You know, there are some things that I'm not so sure about, but this is one thing that I know, you know, God has called me to do something. And Everyone has a different life path, and everyone is called to do certain things. And mm-hmm. so I, I just think it's so important that we're praying and asking God for what He wants for our lives and not always listening to what everyone else has to say or not always doing what everyone else is necessarily telling us to do. And um, and sure enough, like, I've, I've just fallen in love with God and with um, paranormal investigating, and, you know, it makes me happy. And so I'm going to continue to do that. The thing is, too, is now you weren't brought up Christian at all. No, no, no. <laughs> my mother and father, like my, my mom lost her father when I was three. So all any faith that she had went out the window. And my father used to be a Catholic, but we, he just didn't talk about God. And so, I don't know. My grandma says that I had a lot of questions, but as I got a, a, a bit older, I just kind of lost my faith in any God. And, um, but the women in my family all have the, this interest in the supernatural. They've all seen spirits. Um, they all, my grandma used to have, um, premonitions. My mother just, I don't know, like it's, it's hard to explain. They all have their own gifts and they all have a very strong, um, presence about them. They're all very strong. And, and so, even though we didn't necessarily talk about God, I, I always had a thing for the supernatural, 
and the psychic realm and learning about all of that stuff. So, like, so that kind of carried into when I got saved, and um, that's how it's been ever since. So, so how did you get interested in, in ghost hunting from, okay, so, I mean, first of all, you, you had that agnostic or uh, view, and then you, you mm-hmm. found religion. Uh, and so how did that jump get into ghost hunting? I mean, well, well, first of all, did you believe in the paranormal before any of this, like, growing up or anything? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. okay. Um, it's not one of those stories where, which I hear often that, no, I used to be a skeptic, and then, you know, I saw a ghost with my own eyes. Like, that wasn't my story. Um, but I did realize when I was younger, I had a lot of, like, psychic things happen. Like, I would see people and, like, strangers walking down the street, and, and I would know that I was going to know them in a few months down the road. Right. And sure yeah. enough, we became friends and, like, just, I, I don't know, and then... I would notice that I would absolutely absorb everything around me, and it bugged me. <laughs> and, like, I just felt more than I thought everyone else felt, and so I got started with that first. And, um, I don't know, just my my grandparents and my family would tell me of all these stories that they've experienced of ghosts, like they've lived in haunted houses, and so I always thought that was pretty interesting, and... I've always had a fear, which I'm sure most people do, of, you know, what happens when we die. And because I didn't have God, you know, I, I didn't understand. I didn't have any conception. I, I, I just didn't understand what, what happened. And so that put a fear in me. You know, what if, you know, this, this life is short? What if my family died and I wasn't able to see them after? What if death was, was it? And so I guess I went on a, out on a search to prove that that was wrong. And so then I... I had an experience where I did encounter a, a, a ghost. And so normally you'd think that after I got that proof for myself that I would stop. <laughs> mm-hmm. But after that, like, I just fell in love with it. And I, and I just, man, it's been an ongoing thing. And I don't know, but it having that um, belief in the paranormal, mm-hmm. honestly, for such an agnostic that I was, made it easier for me to believe in God. You know, I think that's great. And in, in fact, and, you know, when, when I listen to you and, and hear that, yeah, you know, that you were saved and, you know, you found God and that you, you know, you're still researching or still going and, and doing a spiritual side of doing the paranormal. Because mm-hmm. I have to say, you know, growing up, I was brought up Catholic. Um, but even still, you know, having, doing all the psychic work or having the mediumship, just feeling everything. Um, and then going out into the world and having people who, on one hand, and I'm not trying to sound rude, but on one hand say that they, you know, believe in God and they're very religious and very spiritual, yet when you talk about, you know, um, the existence of souls after death, or you talk mm-hmm. about how you're able to, you know, pick up feelings or talk to them, they immediately jump to the fact that, oh, you must be evil. Right. Right, you know, so I think it's great that you're able to find that connection and still have an open enough mind to be able to do investigations. Absolutely. You know, it's really funny because a lot of people uh, who are Catholic are like, well, there's no such thing as ghosts. And then, well, you know, the, the, the belief in the Catholic is the Trinity, which is the Father's Son, the Holy Ghost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but you know what? When you say that, Ron, yeah. there are people that get offended because they say that you're trying to 
um, you know, what do you try and do, put yourself up to that point and say that you say Holy Ghost? And that's not the idea. It's just saying that, you know, and, and to me, you know, if we are made in, you know, Jesus' likeness and so forth, why would you not think that there's a possibility of, of life after death as well? Absolutely. Or maybe they can just go and conduct an investigation of their own then. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, um, seek now, and you will find, you know? Exactly. Now, when you go out and investigate, um, how many people are in your group? Um, well, let's see. I think I, I talked to Ron when I hadn't even started a group yet. I mean, I would go with a friend, a very trusted friend, mm-hmm. and, um, like, this was before we we started a team, but actually the... Um, um, kids on the Paranormal Stage Show really inspired me to start my own team. Oh, cool. And I really thought that, that, that I could do that, and I was the youngest one on it. But um, we, So we had five members, and I, I made the mistake of, I like, my best friend's on it, and he's as passionate as I am. And um, But the other three, they weren't, like, they wouldn't call me and ask if I needed any help, you know, with the research of the places, and, like, uh. it just kind of... They didn't want to do the work. It's a lot more work than I expected. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> but it's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah, Ron but, um, knows that all too well, right, Ron? Right. You know, what's really funny is we, we do a lot of investigating. Uh, you know, I've done well over 300 cases. And, wow. Uh, and when you have a, a client that, of course, we do it for nothing, so we don't never charge clients. Mm-hmm. And uh, we do it for them. And with, you know, shows like the Ghost Hunters out there, you know, they expect to be able to go back with them in two days and give them all this information. And right. They don't realize how many hours and hours of stuff you have to go through and listen to and, and check out before you can even do it. And, you I know. know. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> it hurts. Oh, please. Oh, let's do do it. Hey. <laughs> uh, you know what? I have to say, Ron. Um, yes. that I have yes. offered at times to help you, and you just, you're very, you like to be able to have control of it, so you have no, to No, be- no, no, wait a minute. That's why I have a research arm, dear, and a tech arm and everything Thank else. Thank God, right? Yeah, well, sort of. <laughs> Literally. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're a riot, yeah. <laughs> uh, but mm-hmm. it, it, I thought, you know, that's what really caught my eye about you, Jada. I thought that was, you know, really interesting, something different. Um mm-hmm. It, it, it was really cool, and especially when I heard your story, you know, growing up and, uh, you know, as an agnostic and and then going and finding religion and then finding uh, the ghost. I mean, by the way, also, uh, it's funny because we were on a uh, TV show one time with uh, Jeff Lynch from Ghost Village, and mm-hmm. uh, it was a call-in show, and somebody called in, and they told us we were all going to hell in a handbag. Oh, yeah, that was a joy. Yeah, You'll probably yeah. get a few of those. <laughs> <laughs> but... The, the thing was that, that Jeff just happened to be there, and he had, oh, you got my book? And he opens up the book, and he says, well, if you go to Corinthian 1, you'll see that God gave certain people, meaning psychics and so forth, the, the uh, uh, ability to speak uh, to spirits and all this other stuff. And there's right. a list of things, right? So it is in the Bible. Yes, you know, how do you, they know, not how do we know, because we, we're following our hearts, and if you follow your heart, you're true. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it that they know that we haven't been called upon to do this. You know, I, I mean, I certainly never wanted to be a ghost hunter. I was <laughs> interested in it. Right. Yeah, but uh, I believe I was, you know, kind of like drawn to it. it. It happened for a reason. Absolutely. But anyways, the number here is 877-864-4869, 877-864-4869, or join us live in the Toki chat room. And- 
We have to take a break, believe it or not. So, Jay, can you hold on the line? Yes, sir. Okay, we'll be right back with more Jade on Ghost Chronicles on Toji Net with Ron Kolick and Maureen Wood. We'll be right back after the following message. They flourish on a secluded farm 3,500 feet above sea level in Hinoteca, Nicaragua. These coffee beans grow in the shade of hardwood trees and banana plants, thriving in the rich, organic soil. Shade-grown coffee grown at higher elevation has a better quality. There are two benefits, a slower growing cycle for the plants that allows time for the sugars in the bean to mature, and the natural composting from the nitrogen-producing canopy. And now you can order this international gourmet coffee online at NicaraguasBestCoffee.com. Order 12-ounce and 16-ounce bags or save with a discounted price by ordering in large quantities. Three different coffee beans available, Arabica, Marigold Gaipe, and Green Oro. Prepare to enjoy the richness and the soothing flavor of some of the best-tasting coffee in the world. Order online at NicaraguasBestCoffee.com and enjoy Central American flavor, aroma, and richness of Nicaragua's best coffee. Hi, this is Elizabeth Foley of Divine Healing, and join me for the Phoenix Hour. Tips and tools for personal and spiritual transformation on TojiNet every Wednesday from 4 to 5, beginning January 9th. Listen live to the most outstanding names in metaphysics as well as some new emerging personalities in the spiritual community. Each Wednesday on TojiNet.com, there will be straight talk exploring various metaphysical theories, beliefs, healing modalities, and tools for personal and spiritual transformation. Join me as we explore not only angels, but everything else under the stars. Be the phoenix, forever changing and transforming, every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m., and see you then. That would be you, Maureen. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. You're listening. I get to li- into listening about Elizabeth's commercial here. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. You're not supposed to be listening on the, on the radio. You're supposed to be listening on the I am. I'm listening phone. to the commercial. You couldn't hear it? I did, but it, it was over. <laughs> over. <laughs> Uh-huh. Anyways, you're listening to the Ghost Chronicles Live on Toji Net with uh, Ron Kolick and her. Hey. <laughs> and our special number here is 877-864-4869, 877-864-4869. And we are talking live with Jade Lopez. That's a pretty name, Jade, by the way. Thank you. Excuse me. <laughs> now, Jade, how long have you been investigating? Um, She's a rookie. By myself or with the team? Um, Well, it doesn't matter. Either or. Um... Well, with the team, maybe half a year now. Mm-hmm. Um, with myself and whoever else wants to go, family members, close friends. Um, yeah, I'm 18 now. Like five years, maybe wow. five, six. Yeah, 18. Wow. Yeah, I'm a youngin. <laughs> you know that, Maureen? That was like. That was only I don't know five years ago, maybe. <laughs> Your dreams. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jay, when you go out, do you carry like equipment and stuff? Yes, we do. And what what type of stuff? Um, the K two EMF meter, oh. voice recorders, video cameras. Obviously, our flashlights can't do without those. <laughs> um, I don't know. I have my setup case over there. Okay. <laughs> now. Maureen's going to ask you something right now, aren't you, Maureen? Um, what is the scariest thing you've had experience? No. What? 
That's a good question, though. Yeah, we'll get to that one. <laughs> See, he does that to me all the time, Jay. That's why I just wait. <laughs> we just asked her what she carried, and that was your segue, but you missed it again. What? Protection. Well, okay, I was going to ask that earlier. Um, oh, and yeah. then I assumed, well, because of being spiritual, I'm thinking a majority of your protection is it to, to, I'm sorry, to do with prayers? Absolutely. Do you use holy water at all? Um, I have a holy water bottle. I haven't used it yet, though. I just got that. I have a holy really. water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I got the special blend. That's, that's, like I have a, that's like I have a global position and satellite unit, uh, but it's still in my package, too. I have to tell you, if you ever get a chance, and I'm not just saying this, if you, I don't know if you listen to the iTunes, Jade? I definitely do. Okay, did you listen to the one about Stonehenge by chance? Mm, probably. If you haven't, just take a quick listen, because only because I say that is Ron and I were, were writing this chapter the other day, mm-hmm. and we sat down and we revisited that one, and we both looked at each other and started laughing, but it was really true. I mean, we were driving home from Stonehenge, which is, um, are you familiar with Stonehenge at all? No, where would that be? It's in Salem, Mass. I'm um, Salem, Mass. Salem, New Hampshire. But what it is, it's a megalithic site. It's uh, four thousand years old. It's all the stones like you would get. You know, it's America's Stonehenge. Right. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, we we ended up leaving there, and uh, you know, we were driving to drive down the street, and we had a visitor with us. Oh yeah! Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it was not good. <laughs> not good. Just have someone trying to channel through me while I'm driving. Yeah, tell me that's not good. <laughs> it, it's kind of comical, and the reason I say that is we, it, it really brings into the fact of protection. So, you know, here we are driving, um, everything's happening, Ron's meter's going off in his pocket, and he didn't even have it on. Um, and then he takes the meter out of his pocket, you know, and he takes a special blend out, which is holy water and the liquid sage and Jack mm-hmm. Daniels, of course. Yeah, um, and he goes <laughs> to spray, and the meter shuts off completely. It was... Oh. It was unbelievable, but it's it's kind of comical too. It's kind of sad to say, but it was funny. Um, wow. so, one, one thing we always do is, is uh, bless the windows in our cars when we leave the place, so we don't take anything back. Usually, right. uh, this was in the daytime, so we were a little lax. Yeah, we well, I kind of forgot to. We were we were in a rush, and you tend to forget things when you're in a rush, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And not in being foolhardy, we did not bless the windows, and we got in the car, and we're driving down the road, and I'm feeling energy, and I'm like, Yeah, Ron, I'm feeling energy. And what did you say? Oh, yeah, right. When don't you? <laughs> you know. And it just went downhill from there. Actually, Jade, if you will send me an email, I will send you. Marlene compiled a list of protections that uh, I would happy to send it to you, like. Okay. Uh, yeah, like, I try to make a point while well, I make a point. Like, every time we're finished, like, when we're leaving a site, I say, in um, Jesus' name, I pray that nothing that we have encountered here follows us home. Oh, okay. very good. That's yeah, because I, I, I totally believe I, I don't want anything. <laughs> you definitely don't want that. Here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I would say for the most part, Jade, you know, our experiences, you know, it's great, and you'd really want to do the protection because you never want to be taking your chances. And I'm sure that, you know, and it's great that you do that. Um, you know, we, as we say, like Ron and I, you know, everyone thinks, oh, no one, nothing can follow you home. But, you know, we've done many investigations, and we've had a few. Mm-hmm. You know, not, not too many, which is grateful. But they followed us home. Huh? They followed us home. Yeah. Yeah, ask my husband about that one. Well, I think I heard that podcast. Yeah, that was sad. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
expand upon it a little in the book. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, anyway. I, I don't think he'll read it. So. <laughs> I, I think it's. I mean, it's really funny because we, we we were. I was just talking early in the show that when we were writing this thing, it's just we live in it. We we forget what we went through and all of the mm-hmm. things that have happened to us. And it's it's uh, you know I know Maureen told me that she had goosebumps and the hairs actually raced on her hand. So I was like, whoa. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 different when you, I guess, you write it when, than when you're experiencing it. It just seems so much curious. <laughs> well, you know what it is? Is I think you have to get into it again, and and you just get put yourself in that place, and you know, it's just natural that you're going to be reliving it. So yeah, it gets a little scary. Yeah. Anyway. So anyway, why don't you ask a question now? Yes. Could you please tell us, Jade, of maybe one of the scariest or the most uh, impressionable investigations that you've done? Okay. <laughs> um, well, actually, I, well, aside from family stuff and school, like, I, I actually went on a little ghost hunting strike there for a bit because really? something scared me so terribly that I just, I don't know, it just shocked me. And, Was um, it my picture? Yes, Ron. Yeah, your picture scared me. No, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> we, there's this cemetery, it's, um, it's 14 acres of rolling, Crypts and tombstones. Oh, it's wow. in Rochester, New York. It's like Western New York area, mm-hmm. and um, it's like the oldest cemetery here. It's on the list of the 13 most haunted places in Western New York. So of course I'm like, we have to go investigate this place. So we we went there and we were walking around for hours because it's huge. And um, after a while, we we hadn't really picked up anything, but I still had some vibes there first for sure, and um, we were just about to leave, and we saw this, like, valley of crypts, and I thought that was pretty cool, and um, so my eyes are, are kind of bad at night, like, I can't see super far, and um, especially when it's the nighttime, so anyway, so I see this black creature thing, whatever it was, like, walk out from one of the crypts walk, floated, I, I don't know, but at first I thought it was my eyes playing tricks. And so I turn to my friend, I'm like, do you see that? And so he looks, and he just goes, like, pale, totally pale. And I'm like, okay, he sees it too. So then I start to freak out. And every, you know, I do, like, a lot of meditations. You know, I'm very in tune with my own feelings. Like, I'm very in tune with myself. Mm-hmm. And, like, I trust my my intuition and my inner voice all the time so like everything in me just told me that isn't good right so I just got like I just froze and this thing like walks back into the crypt and then it comes back out and it starts to like float um toward us and I start freaking Mm -hmm. out and it's like getting closer and closer so I turn to my friend I'm like you watch it (laughs) watch it because I I just couldn't even look at it. I just felt evil, evil, evil. And that, that just really, really scared me. And, um, I just, I don't know. I haven't experienced anything like that. Wow. It almost yeah. sounds like a shadow person, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Really? I mean, yeah. and that's it. You know, you're right. Whenever you want to tell if something's good or bad, it's like just listening to your heart, listening to your intuition. I mean, that's why we always tell people, you know, if you you know, they'll have this haunting that starts out really benign. And then, it's, right. you know, maybe they see this child figure. 
but yet they invite it and they say, oh, you know, you can come here, you can stay here. And it turns out that, you know, then all of a sudden everything goes wild and crazy in their house and they're calling for help and wondering what happened. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's really, you know, I'm not saying that there aren't any, you know, younger spirits and so forth, but, they, you know, if you're seeing spirits and you've you got to get used to listening to your heart and say, is it good? What are you feeling when you're seeing this? You know, mm-hmm. is it something positive or do you feel like, you know, your, your insides are being torn out or, your ner- you know, whatever it is you're feeling, go right. with that. So, like, I just wanted to leave there and I just felt like it was so evil and apparently it followed us for a mile. I don't know because I was, like, running. <laughs> but my, my friend was watching it and, it and it followed us for, like, a mile. Wow. Did you take a photo by any chance? No, I know. I know. <laughs> but the funny thing is, like, as scared as I got, what does Jade do? She goes right back like a month later. <laughs> wow. To go check it out again. But it wasn't there. But um, I don't know. So, yeah, that, that sucks. I wish I could have got a photo. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Sometimes we uh, we get to do things, don't we, Maureen? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I don't no, know. Right. But like, in fact, it's interesting. It happened in the cemetery, too, huh, Ron? Yeah, sometimes we forget. Remember? Forget it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, oh, and I, and I have something else. Oh, cool. Okay. The house that I'm actually living in now, mm-hmm. I don't know if you'd call it haunted. We do have a spirit here, and we're all very aware of it. Um, my grandfather isn't my biological grandfather. My grandmother moved here from um, Canada to marry him. And so now I'm here. But his first wife actually passed away in this house of breast cancer, I believe. And before I moved here, my grandma, my living grandma, would tell me that she's seen her and that she's had all, all these experiences here. So when I first moved here, I wasn't really thinking about it. I was dealing with a lot of stuff, and um, it just wasn't the first thing on my mind at, at the time, like, oh, there might be a spirit in this house. But I start having all these weird things happening, and this one night, like a year and a half ago, I was laying on the couch downstairs, and I heard my grandma open her bedroom door, and this was like at 4 in the morning. I heard her open the bedroom door, walk down the stairs, walk down the hall, and I felt her lean over me, and she was, like, um, breathing super heavy. And I turned around to go, why are you still up? And there was no one there. So the next morning, so that freaked me out. The next morning, I asked my um, grandma, I said, like, uh, I just told her what had happened, and she said that that was the exact spot where my grandfather's first wife had passed away and her head was in the same place that you were sleeping. Oh. So ever since then, I mean, I like I I was kind of scared at first, but now I'm just kind of I don't know, I'm just used to it now and like I can feel her around me and my grandpa told me what she was like when she was living mm-hmm. and so like I don't know, it doesn't scare me anymore. She was a nice loving person and I can feel that now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, because, you know, some people, it's not always about something that's bad or whatever, and it could be they come back and just, you know, look at, after us even. Absolutely. You know, or, you know, maybe, you know, I'm sure you've seen or you've heard about, too, is just having a residual haunting at times, too. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. You, you know what's really funny? You, we talk about, we were talking you know, with the religious twist in this, Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, we were together uh, writing, and we were talking about uh, some of the experiences. And one of the experiences Maureen has is when 
she hears like a high-pitched uh, whine and also almost the flapping of wings. Right. And, and wow. when this happens to her, she believes that there is an angel around. And so, of course, I asked her, I said, do you really think that angels have wings? And we got into a very interesting uh, conversation, uh, Maureen, don't you believe? Oh, yes. Um, I mean, we also, we discussed it, you know, do they have wings in the very sense of the word? I mean, physically, do we see them? I mean, first Probably of all, not. well, I don't think so. And I don't think, you know, I don't know, but perhaps it's something that, one, maybe if they do show themselves to us or they come to us, they they know that maybe we expect to see that. So to differentiate themselves between a different type of spirit or, you know, a ghost or whatever, right. maybe so they, they would, would show Yeah, you'll know that they're angelic. Right. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, it's, well, it, it happens. You know, we did an investigation up at Dartmouth College, and mm-hmm. Maureen, which, which actually kind of freaked me out a little bit, she made contact with, uh, was it Daniel Webster? I yeah. believe Daniel Webster, right, Daniel Webster. And we asked him how old he was, and he told us 55. Well, the reporter went and checked on his death, and, of course, he died at 70-something or whatever. But anyways, so she kind of, like, poo-pooed on it. But it's a lot of times it's the way they show you for one particular reason or another, one to make a point or two to uh, that's the way they want to look. I mean, for instance, why would ghosts have glasses or why would ghosts even wear clothes? Right. Right. (laughs) Right, right. You know, when we were doing the Lizzie uh, Borden house, uh, Gavin saw Abby uh, Borden, Mrs. Borden, the way she was murdered. That's the way she was presented herself to him uh, for a particular point. So, I mean, it's it's really interesting. We really don't know enough about the uh, spiritual world or the, or the ghost world to, to say this is not right or this is right. Right. It's a very uh, complex subject. Right. I mean, I, I doubt I will ever know everything, but... We don't know everything, and we've done hundreds right. of investigations. Uh, we don't go around poo-pooing people, you know. I mean, right. if it's... Uh, you know, we brought up the, the thing about, uh, you know, just because you can reproduce something scientifically doesn't mean it at the time it happened it wasn't paranormal. Right. Because, you know, for instance, if you can... Moves, if a ghost moves something across the table uh, and you saw it, all right, and you were there and that was your experience, and then, say, from an investigator came in and, uh, you know, jumped up and down in the room and, and it moved across the floor, he said, see, it, it, I jumped up and down and moved the floor, but, you know, you weren't jumping up at the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, just because you reproduced it doesn't mean it wasn't. So, anyway... That's my hmm. point. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> but it, it's really, I mean, there are so many. Uh, there are there are other ghost hunting groups uh, that are Wiccan, all Wiccan, which mm-hmm. is interesting in itself. Yeah, I, that's actually something that I used to do. I Wiccan. forgot I was going to mention that. I used to do some of that here and there. But that, that is one thing that I stopped doing once I got saved. Okay. And that's just what works for me. But I'm not against it by any means whatsoever. Uh, I think it's interesting. There. Are, are you born again Christian? Is, is, yes. Uh, oh, you are. That's that's a, a deeply religious group, and I really have a lot of respect for the the born again Christians. Uh, you know, they really love their religion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the Baptist is another group. I I really, I mean, when the Baptist starts singing, look out, man! <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you, you can just you feel the love, and, and and that's what it is. It's the love of God, which is 
really interesting that, you know, that's the way they express it. So, I mean. Absolutely. And um, like I said, I mean, religion is like, they just like, they're like the world. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but this is just really how I feel. They're concerned about what you're doing. You know, they're concerned about your behavior and your actions, you know, always harping on if you're doing the right thing, even when we mess up. But true, like, um, Christianity, spirituality, is concerned about what is your relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And so, I like, that's the most important thing in my own life. I mean, I go to God for everything first before people before consulting, you know, my own mind for things, you know, it's, it's just God, like, I talk to God all the time, and, um, and so, it's like, it, it's like what I was saying before, you know, everyone is going on a different path, if God is calling me to do something, then I'm going to do it, whether people like it or not, and, you know, what God might call me to do might be something different from what God will call someone else to do. And that's okay too, but um, I don't know. Hmm. No, it's true. It, it's you don't know your calling. Uh, it's it's a lot of times you have to listen. If you don't listen, you're not going to hit. You know, hear it. Uh, if I always, you know, remember that one we did on science, Maureen. That's right. Uh, that's probably our most popular episode we ever did was the one on science, where where we get signs all the time from the other side from oh, God. Oh, right, signs. I love signs. Yeah, and, and um, no one, no one ever listens sometimes, and and they're there if right. all the time. Yeah, you know what's funny is as as you know, when you say that they're there all the time, is especially once you start seeing them, it's almost as if another language, um, and they just you know they happen so much more frequently and so much you know, and and when you're thinking about something that's troubling you and or you know, it's almost as if it's a comforting feeling to know one you're not alone. Absolutely. And to have that sign come up, it's like, wow, you know what? I can get through the day because I'm not alone. Right. You know, so I think it's, it's really, you know, a comforting. When, when people finally start finding that inner trust and understanding what it's all about, I think that's where, you know, you find your strength. Absolutely. And, like, yeah. I have what I call a soul family. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've talked about this before. Like I, like, I pray first and foremost to God, but I absolutely ask for additional help from angels. Mm-hmm. I have done yeah. a lot of spirit guide work okay. and um, like all the hierarchies of angels. Like I pray to them and, you know, loved ones mm-hmm. who have passed on. And it just feels like a constant network of a family that is always there. You know, right. like our living family might not always be there, but it's like I'm always um, connected to just something higher. And I know it's there and it's always with me. And so that comforts me. It keeps me strong. I feel consistently loved. And I mean, who, you know, who doesn't want that? Who doesn't need that? I mean, that's what works exactly. for me. So, yeah. Yeah. The, the other thing is, uh, uh, we were, I was talking to someone uh, about uh, spirits or guardian angels. Uh, you know, they, they think, feel that someone's with them. But a lot of times, um, they're there to support you, and they're really not there to do things for you. A lot of people think, oh, okay, right. I, you know, uh, God, why don't you do this for me? God, why don't you do this for me? Well, you know, we have the free will to do different things, and uh, I don't believe it's their duty to interfere in that free will. They can guide you. They can help you. 
in the best they can, certainly in the guidance one, in the, in the love part. But uh, when it comes right down to it, God gave us free will. That's why we were booted out of the uh, Garden of Eden. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm really but, glad that you brought that that up, though, Ron. Like, that is so, so true. And, like, a lot of people are miserable because they are praying for for things and um, believing for for things, but we're in a partnership with God, and therefore we, we both have a part. And right. I truly believe that God will tell us what the right thing is to do. He will guide us and love us, like like you said, but there's ultimately a sacrifice that we have to make. Right. You know, like, we there's a part that we have to do. Like, God helps those who help themselves. Right. And, the, um, yeah. It, it, it's it's always, always that, that joke that the, the priest said one day, and it always cracks me up, is, is the guy with the lottery ticket? I'm sure you've heard that. Right, one. right. <laughs> That's right. It cracks me. You know, he buys a lottery ticket. You know, and the guy says, "Yeah, you're going to win the lottery." And time and time goes by. I'm just doing a quick job on this. And basically, after a year or something, he says, "God, I thought you told me I was going to, you know, win the lottery." And God says, "Well, buy a ticket." You know, that's basically what it is. You know, you can't. I can't help you unless you help yourself. Basically, that what that is. Exactly. But, but you know, I, I'm simply. I, I know we. we We've gotten to a religious overtone, which is good, I, I think, anyways. But, uh, you know, I am amazed when I, I, I read the Bible stories about the disciples and so forth. And, and I think about the sacrifice the early Christians made for, for this man. who You know, they, they had no real proof that he was God's son or right. uh, God at all. I mean, you know, some of the, the, there was two uh, apostles who gave up everything. They had their fishing boats and everything else, and they just left it and walked off and, and mm-hmm. followed this guy. You know, and, and so many Christians, rather than uh, give up their religion, died. You know, just died. I mean, the horror deaths, too. It's not like, you know, it took cyanide. I mean, they were torn apart by animals and killed and massacred and all kinds of things. Uh, it, it, it's a horrible thing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, that devotion and religion is, is just simply amazes me. It's just uh, it, it just boggles my mind that uh, people have that much trust in something that you can't see. Mm-hmm. Called faith, I guess, right? Absolutely. So, Jade, what is um, where are some of the places that you're getting to investigate? Are you now getting to um, call to different locations, or do you have a website? How does that work? Uh, well, we okay. <laughs> Interesting questions. Um, well, on my website, we do not have a .dot com. Mm-hmm. Um, after I interview three other people, because I'm trying to get a new team going okay. with some more passionate people. Cool. So after that happens, we're going to get a .dot com site. But as Ron knows, at the moment we have a MySpace page. Okay. And would you like to? Absolutely. You know. All right. Um, www. Dot myspace.com slash prayers paranormal. Prayers paranormal. <laughs> All right, very good. And on there is a personal contact email address, so you can email me anytime, ask any questions. And Ron, you can send me those protection things no, you're talking you about. If you want them, you got to email me. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because you'll, you'll be waiting a while, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's going to remind me, you know, remember, God helps them and helps them. Oh, by Christ. Now, see, don't you <laughs> know better, but they're wrong. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> Give me a break. Do you think it's easy? <laughs> no. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm surprised. 
Huh? Jade, I'm, I'm really surprised that Maureen hasn't asked you this. What? Do you have any psychic abilities? She already said she did. Well, well I, it's, not, it's not weird. Correct. It, like, happens in flares. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes I'll be totally in tune with everything. It almost drives me nuts. And then other times I'm just kind of more logical, more, well, not logical, but more just, I don't know. Like, I still pray and I'm still in tune with God, but, like, the reading people and, like, feeling everything around me doesn't happen as much, which might be a good thing. Yeah, but you know what, Jade? I heard something that you mentioned, and I'll tell you, it's, it's one of the things I've experienced many times, and I think that's a very big sign of having abilities, is when you say that you see somebody and then you know, for some, like you might be walking in a crowd and all of a sudden you see a person, they, it almost is like their face is shine, shiny, like they stick out to you for some reason. That's happened dozens yeah. of times. Right. That actually happened with Ron, to be honest. It kind of scared him. I. <laughs> told him that I knew I was going to know him, and he's like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. Yeah, Ron's a weenie. Anyway. But, um, like, I always wondered if I had anything, because, like I said, my grandma used to have those um, premonitions, and my aunt just has something. I don't know what to call it, but I've always wondered. But there there have been times we went to um, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania last summer. That that was amazing. That's that's very intense. Sorry? That's very intense. So did you feel a lot of energy when you were here? I, yeah, I, like, started crying, and it felt like I was crying, like, in spite of myself when we went past this one spot in the um, battlefield. Mm-hmm. And I really think that that road trip there, like, I had some kind of psychic awakening there. And, like, I'd never been there in my entire life, and I turned to my family, and I'm like, coming up on our left, there's going to be a cemetery. Like, just watch. And then sure enough, within 15 seconds, there's a cemetery on our left. I didn't have a map. I would have never known that. And even my um, grandpa turns around. He's like, how did you know? (laughs) So just that kind of thing. But it's not like a consistent thing. But Yeah, but you know what? The more you go out um, and the more that you, you know, do your investigations, I'm wondering if, you know, you're opening up more and more and it's, you know, it's going to strengthen on you. Because, I mean, if you're seeing, you see, you saw that spirit, you saw something come out, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm really thinking that, you know, you do have a lot of intuitive. I think a lot of people have intuitive ability. I mean, Absolutely. look at Ron. He said, we, we make jokes, right? We talk to Ron, <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, you know. He's like the, what do you call it, the wall of Ron. Um, exactly. And we're making jokes saying, you know, <laughs> like those bricks are coming down because there's many times he'll pick up a name or he'll pick up, he'll start, you know, he's <laughs> saying today his psychic nose. Um, oh, wow. Because he'll smell, he'll get a scent, you know, a smell of a certain, you know, you know, like the medical, like the, what was it, the alcohol. Whatever. We have to but the whole thing is you get the scent. Yeah. Anyways, we have oh, to wrap this up. So, so thank you. We, we, we want to thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you guys for having me. Oh, yeah, thank you, it, Dave. It was really Dave. interesting. So you have a good night now. Same to you. Have a good thank night, guys. Thank you so much, yeah, Dave. Have a good night and good luck. Thank you. Wow, oh, we're all right. done, Ron. Huh? I said it's almost over. I know. But anyways, I want to uh, mention to everyone, Ghost Chronicles International now Tuesdays with Richard Felix of Most Haunted. So tune in on Tuesdays at 3 o'clock, Eastern Standard Time. Maureen, thank you once again, and I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks. Take care. Good Have night. a good night. God bless. God bless. From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go boom. Deliver us, good Lord.